<laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the Growing Up Fishes podcast, episode 130. Um, originally we were going to have uh, Dinesh from Optic Foliar on tonight, but he had a last minute thing and yeah, anyways, didn't work out, but we'll be able to, we'll get him on again for, for April. Uh, got to the back. All right, we're good. Um, <clears throat> so we just finished up the uh, last regenerative conference. Like something is wrong, Steve. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, big thank you to Josh for putting that together. Um, it was really a blast with all the different events, meeting all the different people. Regenerative and uh, organic um, production. And uh, I really, really look forward to doing it again next year. I think next year there's some awesome planning going on already for next year. So. You guys will really like it. So um, special thanks to Kevin Jodry, um, Dragonfly Earth Medicine, Dr. Lane Ingham, Susan Wainwright Evans, uh, Chris Trump, uh, Wendy from Sunabis Farms, um, Season, uh, who else we have out there helped out with a bunch of stuff. All the different people, um, Lutzi, um, all the people that helped out for Portland, all the people that helped out for for Vancouver, um, you know, big shout out to all you people that, that helped make all that possible, helped us find the venues and um, make all those things possible. Um, so we'll, I uh, uh, just wanted to kind of wrap that up. Uh, unfortunately, because Dinesh not being here and everyone else kind of recovering from the conference, um, I don't think we're going to have a long episode today. But um, what have you been up to, uh, Mr. Green? Oh, uh, not much, just growing up. Going out, uh, plants and seedlings, and looking at, uh, uh, yeah, I've got those. I got a couple of cherry bombs going from Swami, which is amazing. And there's one plant. I I made a post of it on IC Mag for anybody who's cross referencing. Want to go check it out? Uh, I was really really happy with the work that gas that Swami that the work that they they did on cherry bomb was amazing. I mean. Wow. You know, <laughs> it was such a good decision to, to give it out uh, because basically what he did was basically he he managed to to almost rewind time to go back into Cherry Bomb's early earlier stages and tease out the kind of traits that I really liked that I'd been and, and he would have only known about those from from reading posts of mine and following and listening to what I said. So he, 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 you know, sitting there, you know, really paying attention and he must have read all my posts and collected all this information on it. And so I get this one plant, you know, which is just, it, I swear, it's like a throwback. It's like a plant from like six, seven, eight generations back. It's got, it's very, all the red stems. It's got the beautiful cherry flavors and the berry flavors. And it's probably a tad less resiny or a tad less potent than its two sisters. And you might think, well, why would you like that one? Wouldn't you like the more potent ones? But actually, in this case, not really, because I I always felt like I kind of accidentally maybe made cherry bomb too potent over the years. I kind of selected it for more potency, just not not really thinking, not paying attention. It's a natural thing. You know, you kind of you choose this. Oh, this one's much stronger than the other. I mean, who doesn't? But 
the thing was that that increases in potency, maybe that kind of, you know, kind of uh, changed some of the, the terpenes came out that weren't really compatible with the older, you know, the, the, the cherry flavors. And the, it seemed like those kind of qualities, those traits were still there, but they got a little bit stomped on by the extra potency. And uh, I had mentioned that a couple of times in post feeling like I kind of made the mistake of selecting a little bit too far into the potency range and stomping on my favorite traits. And so, one of the plants, one of the three sisters, is uh, like I said, it's just like a throwback. It's amazing. It's as though Swami has, or uh, Gas, Gas is the guy that did the breeding, you know, as though he had rewinded, uh, rewinded time and, and been able to reach back into the genetics. And that is a fantastic. I mean, I was, I was incredibly impressed. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't say enough. I gushed all over him in the post on IC Mag. So if you go read about that. You'll see me going, <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Anyways, anybody who's, you know, sitting on their genetics and not planning to share, I don't recommend that. <laughs> I recommend you give them out, you pass them out, you spread it around, you know what I mean? And if you, it comes back to you in this way, somebody gives you seeds back like this, and you get this plant that, it's just like what you miss. It's like, you know, I haven't seen one like this in six, seven generations of cherry bomb. So it's, uh, yeah, very happy about that. So that's 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 my wrap on that. But it is strange, right? Right? Why would somebody be Why would somebody be happier about a plant that's? Why would you want the one that's less po that looks less potent, less resiny than the other two? Well, that's my wrap on that. But it is strange, right? Right? Why would somebody be? Why would somebody be happier about a plant? Why would you want the one that's? Dylan, we can hear your video. Great idea. Oh, that was me. Yeah, no, it is strange. I, 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 I'm listening to myself and thinking, God, he's got a point there. <laughs> I like what I got no, with that. I want to. I mean, looking. Uh, I want to do a quick plug as well. If anyone's watching, um. I will be at the, what's it called here? The Oklahoma's first industrial cannabis expo on um, Wednesday, April 3rd and Thursday, April 4th. Um, so if you're there, check, uh, check out, look for Ryder Farms Aquaponics booth. I will be there with them talking to people about aquaponic cannabis. And uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. So if you're out in Oklahoma next week, Come, come say hi. I know Colin Bell from Mammoth Key is going to be out there. A lot of the bigger guys are going to be out there, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, so what other uh, what breeding projects you got going on? What are you, what are you currently uh, tinkering with? Well, well, thinking about thinking about messing around with that Shirley Temple. Uh, obviously, I mean that that that'd be a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It's just hell in my garden. There's just so many things going on right now that it's, uh, you know, it, it's and it's mental. It's not it's not so much. Well, yeah, the physical work, too, but trying to keep track of, you know, of 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 everything is really, you know, that's that's the difficult part. I think that that's the really hard part of breed, about breeding is the the mental work sitting there trying to figure it out and I'm and I'm back to writing things down too I write everything down 
everybody always write everything down. All you, you neophyte breeders out there, write everything down. Um, I used to do that back in the day, but then I'd get paranoid, you know, in the seventies, I'd get paranoid and I'd look at my notes and I go, Oh boy, they can tell I've been growing for two and a half years now. If they see these notes, <laughs> rip them up, you know, commit it to memory. But, uh, yeah, Shirley Temple, that's a happening, that's a happening strain. I like that. And, uh, yeah, because it's uh, high in, in THC as well as high in CBD. You know, um, the, the CBD, you can, you can feel it. You can feel that stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not sure we're going towards, everybody's getting all excited about hemp and growing all these uh, very low THC plants. I'm not sure how much that's going to, you know, uh, going forward. There was just some uh, science out the other day, something on Eureka Alert, I think it was, about, about recent uh, studies showing that, you know, the THC helps. You need the THC along with uh, your other your other components of the cannabinoid profile. You know, it's not. I, I don't. I don't think going. I'm. I'm making this predicting. Uh, predicting this year, folks, on this episode right now. <laughs> Two years, three years from now, that looking back, we're gonna we're gonna say, you know, this this ideas of isolating uh, the compounds, isolating CBD is was not necessarily the the path, you know, that wasn't that's not the way we're gonna go. I don't think. I think I think we already know that monomolecular pharmacology doesn't work for for this so or for cannabis anywhere near as well as as full spectrum oils. So. Yes. Well, we, we, we all know this on this podcast, but, <laughs> but I mean, but I just say that, you know, it's not right now. Everybody's like getting all excited about growing hemp and low THC CBD products and stuff. And I'm not sure I wouldn't advise investing in the future of that. You know, so anyways, <laughs> that's my, any other, uh, any other stuff you're breeding at the moment? Oh yes. So much. I, I think I. Let's see. I'm. I back crossed that blackberry Kush plant that I have. A, I have a really interesting. Uh, it's DJ Short blackberry Kush, and it was probably grown from. It was definitely grown from a feminized seed. I didn't grow it. A friend of mine uh, gave me the cut, but. Um, I can I can tell I can always tell when you're messing with feminized you and, stuff. You and DJ Short look like you could be brothers. So oh yeah. I met him the other day. <laughs> nice. I really I I admire his work a lot. I can't wait to meet him. Um, you know. So yeah. And I I I, I back crossed. Uh, I usually don't do that. I'm, I, I I don't usually line breed. You know, back cross. Maybe sometimes a couple generations down and stuff. But I'm not usually the guy that, you know, cubing. I don't know if you, if everybody's heard of cubing, but cu yeah, uh, kind of getting to be an old term now, I suppose. But it means back crossing, I believe, four times. So a single back cross would be three quarter. It would be seventy-five percent. You know, seven eighths, uh, fifteen sixteenths, uh, thirty-one thirty seconds. Right. So I guess four back crosses is like is that's the term that people call cubing um i think i've done it before or at least i've done three of them before you know don't don't i don't necessarily recommend it what the way it turns out is if the plant 
you really got to you really got to look at the plant you're dealing with. If you can if you can if you can get the traits that you're looking that you like off the plant the first time within within the first cross, then uh, back crossing might be fruitful. But the problem with it is if you're not getting traits in that first generation, if that first generation refuses to give you the traits that you want, then continued back crossing might not be the great path because um, because you're selecting males, you're continuing to select males, you're continuing to take uh, genetics off that same plant. You're, you're, you're you know, sort of insisting that that plant give you what you want. And she might not ever do that. What the, the traits that you're wanting might be only be had by stepping away a generation by, you know, maybe uh, by inbreeding brother and sister. In other words, you might, you know, if the plant is the plant that's not going to give you those traits off her, but she has them, and there's another way to get them out of there. You know, so so continued back back crossing is probably not always the way to go. But I did it with <laughs> I did it with the black bright kush. I think I just did it. I don't know why. I had a bug up my ass, I guess. Or I had nothing else to do. Or I had the pollen, and I looked at the plant, and I said, well, what the heck? Let's do it again. <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I back-crossed her again, I guess, to about seven eighths. Um, and I don't know what – I probably I haven't even – I did I grow out some of the three-quarter seeds, 75%? I think I did grow out some of them, yeah. But I'm not sure why because I don't think that this plant will give the traits that I'm looking for off of it. There's – I got to have another plan. I got to go – I got to – you got to step away from them. You got to go – generations away from the plant from a plant that like like her it doesn't want to do it <laughs> she doesn't want to do her thing and i'm not sure you know this is maybe only my third or fourth try with something like this in this case that i i think this is a, a fem again a plant from a feminized seed and i don't think there's you know i'm not the one the guy that says there's anything wrong with that people people are like oh no i don't want any feminized seeds you know blah I don't I don't know why not. I don't see why that's such a bad thing. But it does seem like feminized seeds don't uh, often don't have the traits that their mother has and that they often breed kind of funny too. They often don't they don't necessarily uh, have wissywig or what you see is what you get. They don't they don't often throw the traits that you see on the plant itself. That seems to be common with feminized seeds. Um, I don't know if it's there. <laughs> I'm not ready to say that's the last word, but I'd say with the last four plants that I've that I've tried to mess around with in some way that were made from feminized seeds, that there always seems to be some kind of trick to it. You can probably you can probably get the traits you want, but you might have to do some some magical messing around. You know, then maybe not just coming out like it's not a not a plant that just champion breeder like wall you know everything you cross it with gives the traits you want <laughs> and anyways that's <laughs> am i going too deep on breeding i'm not talking any pun at square here folks i didn't say a damn thing about that so. <laughs> uh oh there he is there's josh hey guys hey i forgot that it was tuesday i just uh Looking, at, I'm in my greenhouse. I looked at my phone. And I saw the thing. I was like, "Oh, I'll pop on." 
Cool. You want to give us a quick tour since you're out there? Yeah, are we live? You want to also tell us about the conference? Yeah, I was popping on to... Um, is it better if I go sideways? Yes. Uh, popping on to send a message about uh, some of these seedlings to uh, a couple of the breeders. So, um, if you noticed, these guys right here are the biggest. And they were some of the last planted. That were patch um, bred in Jamaica. And there's about four trays of them. They're all mixed up, but you can I can go through it. I visually saw that they were the biggest plants, and I went and looked, and each one of them was the sour patch. And they're, they're you know, a week behind, or uh, yeah, behind some of these this stuff. So it's, I'm really marking them on the list as, as pretty strong. And then he's here. Those, those equatorials tend to get it off to a really good start. Yeah, I haven't, I don't know. I don't have the experience to really, I haven't done enough equatorials. Yeah, these are all the moms. They're, they're going to sleep, so they're kind of droopy, but you can see the quality of the leaf. Just how leathery that is. If you've messed with enough leaves, you can see, you know. Um, this greenhouse just grows some really leathery, leathery leaves. And what is the, uh, the stuff on the leaves there? That is a vermiculite mix uh, left over from uh, an application of one of my bugs. I can't remember which one um, because I didn't want to dump them both in a box and I didn't have enough extra boxes, so I did a sprinkle, which is not the recommended pack. But it was, I had to kind of just do it. Yeah, so now there's, like, I don't know, probably 100 moms in here representing about... 20 strains, 30 strains. I don't know exactly. I mean, and uh, yeah, my cover crops are starting to come in. They got all lanky and fell down, you know, so I need to prop them up and cut them up and get in here and work. But I just I threw them in the ground and went and did these conferences. So. Look nice and birchy. Yeah. So yeah, the conferences were great. Um, I'm pretty still pretty tired. I got in late yeah. last night at like uh, I don't know two o'clock, and then only slept, woke up at six. So I'm still kind of pushing the pushing it. But um, yeah, it was amazing. Michigan. We were just that recently. Obviously, the last of the tour, and uh, it was it was such a cool event in so many ways. Um, the people there are really awesome. They got a really cool uh, weed game there, really cool melt game, lots of good rosin and hash, and uh, a lot of really legit guys that are down. And um, so yeah, it was it was it was a good time. Uh, and uh, the speakers too were we were just kind of everyone was in their groove. I feel like on this last one, you know, you kind of get your stuff honed, and and we kind of all were were learning more from each other, and it just felt like a you know, like a real easy almost event. Unless you were running the live stream. Unless you're running the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should show you this. Um, 
This is the one only um, plant of the reunion that made it. It actually got germinated in Humboldt, then went with me to Portland, and uh, I was able to get it into soil right before Michigan, and it's and it took off. So probably a male, I'd guess, because it's going pretty fast. Hopefully, well, I can't hear you. You're muted. Oh yeah, it looks like a boy. Yeah. And then here is uh, Mr. Green Jeans. I only popped one of your packs because I wanted to pop them all at the same time, but I was so stoked on the Feloja. Am I saying it right? Fajola? Yeah, Fajola. Fajola. So I, got, I, I only Fajola. was able to pop one of them. Um, you gave me the last, I think, the last of your your stock there. And uh, so we'll see what what comes of her. Hopefully her. I'm kind of speaking her, you know, for whatever reason. <laughs> so uh, we had a question from chat asking how you heat your greenhouse. Uh, well, you can see I'm standing in a bed right now that's half uh, finished. So there you can see the red pecs there. Uh, in this bed over here, there's pecs. In this bed over here, there's a, a radiant thing of plex, pecs. And um, a grid of pecs, I should say. So that heats the beds. And then um, this big heater back here heats the air. Um, however, I have everything off right now because uh, just for money-wise and for what I'm doing, it may just make sense because I'm, I'm, I'm basically doing a lot of testing. And I even turned the heat mats off on these guys. So I'll go back. Uh, I had I had turned them on just for about five days when I transitioned them, but then I just unplugged them when I left for for Michigan. Um, I just wanted I just want to work with Hardy stuff. So um, this stuff is all going in this bed tomorrow or the next day, um, and then the next round a thousand I'll I'll plant in this bed in a week or two. And uh, I'm just stepping straight right away and just trying to find uh, stuff to work with. Here's a. Uh, the same one, the Sour Patch Kush, but planted in uh, four inches. And I'm really uh, learning uh, the value of direct seeding into larger pots. It's not, it's not really a standard practice, even for vegetables or, or anything, but Josh and Kelly do it. Um, they, they put a direct pot into two or three gallons. I was talking to Kelly about it. And uh, from what I've noticed, that like yeah, I was showing you the reunion back there, and just kind of everything. As long as you can, you know, not overwater the damn thing, which is kind of just knowing what you're doing. Um, I, I really think that you you can get a plant really moving um, by doing it in that, you know, two gallon or something like that. So I'm probably going to be doing more seeding in one gals like that, like that one back there. I like that size because that's about uh, two weeks old right there. As are the little guys next to it, right? So you can see these guys are were, were planted uh, the same time. Anyways, yeah, what were you guys talking about when I popped on? We were just talking about what he was breeding. Mr. Green Jeans? Yeah. I was rambling seriously. I think I, I I don't know if I was making any sense. I was really talking off the top of my head. <laughs> A rare moment. What uh? 
What uh, what's new with you, Dylan? Not a whole lot. Um, I vegged for too long, so everything is oh, everything is growing way too quickly. Yeah, it does that in aquaponic. Yep. <laughs> a little stretchy. Um, I have to do some heavy defoliation still, have some spider mite issues, and yeah, they're just going nuts. I'm going to take more clones. I'm only on day like 27, I think. But yeah, the lights, uh, four of the lights are already all the way at the roof. Super Lemon Haze is looking quite nice, so. That's uh, Lindsay OG. This is Tangelo. I'm going to have to get some sort of trellis netting or something. So they're already starting to fall over, which is, you know, a good problem to have. And I only have, um, I think only 150 fish right now. And my nitrates have consistently tested at zero. So I might get more fish. I haven't really decided yet. Just because everything's growing so well, I don't know if I need to add to it. Ridiculous. Nice looking room. Getting ready to Amazing. start outdoor soon, too. Hello, shoes. Oh, yeah, everything's falling over on me. It's, like I said, a good problem to have, but it's still anxiety inducing. Like, I know I'm going to lose some yield to um, hot spots, which is that's okay, I guess considering there's so much more plant. <laughs> but, I don't know, what do you guys do when you have too much veg time? <laughs> I don't really want to Are they in pop veg, them at all. They flower? They're in flower right now, yeah. They're only like day, under 30 days. I've been running out of space a lot lately too. I, I stick them outside, but I'm in Southern California. Oh, yeah. But yeah, central Canada, so. I didn't, I didn't hear how long you said your veg. Sorry, what was that? How long did you veg? Uh, these four beds, I believe I vegged for about a month and a half. I'd have to double check. I'd have to look at my workbook to get a more accurate quote on that. But um, like this tangelope sometimes grew one and a half to two inches in a day. Um, once I flipped it to flower, it just shows that aquaponics works way quicker <laughs> as well. Yep. In my opinion, I, anyway. Oh yeah. See, faster growth weight rates, better yield. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do some, I have um, four more fluence lights, so I'm going to do some side lighting just because why not? <laughs> and then I still have to get this room set up. This is going to be cloning and a mother room, but <clears throat> my exhaust fan was running consistently one night because the thermostat broke and it made this room drop down to seven Celsius. So I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit, but it got pretty cold. I lost a few, but also it's a good way to tell which ones are good to keep. Good hardy genetics, like this is blue sapphire. Whereas this one's looking pretty rough. This is Tangerine Dream. But, 
Yeah, the indicators are uh, purple strains will take the cold a lot more. The sativa yeah, is Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all that's new with me. <laughs> Not here every day. Uh, doesn't really feel like work, but sometimes it can. <laughs> I do yeah. have spider mites right now. I just got some predators. I released them the other night. Some, uh, I forget what they really For stimulus? Oh, Bellialis. Yeah, those are yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm, this is the first time I've tried them, and so far, I think it was about four days ago, and I'm not really liking what I'm the seeing. Best, the best ones for spider mites is for similis. Okay, for similis. You gotta get. Tell you, man. Yeah, Josh. Josh can tell you. Go ahead, Josh. Such my thing. So you see this still in this this little box? Oh yeah. Yeah, and then see inside it's got the vermiculite with the persimilis in it. Nice. So you know do it. I what I was showing you earlier and sprinkling on the plant because when you're doing that you lose your bugs. They drop on the ground. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a simple and awesome solution and persimilis is like dialed perfect for for spider mites a lot of the companies out there will recommend they'll, they'll ask you well, what's your temperature and climate and humi humidity and yeah and uh it's it's basically it's people get I, I you know they get the wrong bugs and the persimilis just do it they just fucking kill it that's they that's their main thing they like to eat like it's like doesn't the, the, what the, the name sounds familiar. is because they're only going to be around for a, a week, couple weeks anyways Right. So, you know, I would recommend, uh, you know, getting, getting them coming in every two weeks, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Deal. Just make it a part of the IPM. Yeah. Yeah. And, and until you can knock it down, you know, and, 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 and the best way is obviously getting your, your uh, bedroom on point, you know, and your clones. Yeah, totally. So they're not growing up with them, you know, and then you're like, you, right now you're going to have to fight hard and it costs you a lot of money. Yeah. You know, for sure. I did use this in some of I forget um, what these how these are pronounced, but Stratiolalaps. Yeah, so I got some of those and put them in the cracks in the room um, because apparently they can they eat winterizing spider mites. They're actually a soil dwelling um, uh, mite, so they're yeah. Know, I put most I put most of them in the soil uh, yeah. in the dual root zones, and then yep. I put it in my uh, worm bin as well, like quite a bit of it. Yeah, they'll eat like. Uh, they they won't really eat root aphids. They might snack on them. They won't won't control for it, but they'll eat uh, fungus gnats. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the main deal they're good for. Yeah, yeah. I've never had issues with fungus gnats because this is a pretty regular thing that I bring in. Mm -hmm. So smart. No, you have some yeah. companion plants in there. What what do you what you got for companion plants? So this is just a chrysanthemum flower. Um, I was using it. It works really well as a thrip trap. I had thrips for a while. And uh, also have these predators. I forget what the first name of them is. Cucumeris. Yes. Yeah. Um, so those just need a pollen source to be established in here, hopefully, eventually. But, yeah, and then I have uh, just some peppers growing as well. Um, some basil, too. Flowers directly in the beds. And then just cover crops. Uh, it's just a clover, or white clover, I think, white Dutch clover. 
But yeah, definitely need to get a hold on the spider mites because it's nothing I don't like seeing. I hate seeing that. <laughs> but I should be able to get the bugs by Thursday or Friday, I think. Good. Uh, another question from chat. Um, what What's the best way to treat fungus that? Fungus gnats? The stratiolus. Yeah. yeah. He's got. Yeah, the Stradiolalap, they're awesome. Um, Hypoaspis biles will eat them. Um, beneficial nematodes will eat them. Um, Hypoaspis biles is Stradiolalaps. Yeah, they're the same, oh, right? They just yep. same. Oh, they, they renamed, renamed it. it. That's right. And then the other one that'll also eat them is rove beetles, at least the yeah, little one. I was going to bring that up and then uh, also bring up uh, getting some alyssum going on in there because that's oh, what was that? Back and forth to that. You know, what was that? Um, what was that other bee or wasp or whatever it was that she mentioned that this time? I'm not sure. Hold on, I wrote it down. Hunterflies. Hunterflies are the other one. They go after flying insects in your grow. So check them out. I guess they're they're newer for cannabis industry, but not so much for um, for other bug other stuff. That was one of the newer ones that um, um, Susan had. Susan Wainwright Evans had. Uh, uh, Suzanne Wainwright Evans uh, had um, at her um, at her talk this time. So that gives you some ideas. Um, and then we had another question: Does anyone recommend any mold resistance? Strains. Uh, mold resistant breeders, you know, breeders that are breeding for that. Um, I know, I know that guy Cuddler Kush from Freeborn is pretty mold resistant. The legend of the of AMS anti mold strain, but the story that I heard it's it's a it's a strain from uh, Amsterdam from I think uh, greenhouse seeds. But I, the, the story I heard was that it's named after the Amsterdam, the airport. AMS is the letters of the airport. So that, so I could be, it could be a bum steer. I don't but know. I've just, I, people, just yeah. I just trash all the strains that are the phenomes strains that get, you know, seem to get lots of outbreaks and just don't deal with them. Um, the I don't know if there's necessarily any like particular strains. Um, again, just getting from breeders that have to deal with mold. Uh, anyone from the Northwest is going to be a good person to get seeds from. <laughs> the structure of the bud counts oh, a lot. If you're growing outdoors, if it's a big, if it's a, if it's bigger than a Coke can, uh, it's going to get mold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, up in Northern California, it's going to get mold. Can you see but, that, that cloud? Yeah. It's pretty. <laughs> it is really beautiful. Thanks for sharing, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Alrighty. Uh. What uh. What else have you been going got going on? What strains are you growing there, uh, Dylan? 
I have watermelon, super lemon haze, tangelope, uh, Lindsay OG. That's what's in flower right now. Uh, some golden gauge, and then probably thirty different mothers. Bunch of bunch of different stuff. And then I'm going to be starting the outdoor crop soon as well too. I should actually see if it's still light out. I could walk down there. It's not too muddy. Oh, it looks like it's dark out. Yep. <laughs> Are those going to be in the ground or will those be aquaponics? Uh, they'll be in the ground, yeah. I'll be doing no-till. What's up, kitty? Yeah, it's dark out here. I'll go, come on. Go out yeah, another day. Do a YouTube video or something. I just love how in the aquaponics, the plants just get so damn dense. And you have to, like, every three days, you got to work on it. It's going to get out of control. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. People people think you're lying when you tell them that. Then they come see your grow, and they come back like at the weekend or whatever, and they're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that quite a bit. <laughs> the massive yeah, stem like tree and a month old. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are doing better than others, um, but this is it's my favorite. It's a watermelon. It actually smells starting to smell like watermelon too, which is kind of cool. Wasn't expecting that. This tangelope is stretching like crazy and it's falling over. I'm gonna have to peace out, guys, but uh, I just wanted to pop on for a minute. No so I, I can't kick it. I'm uh, we got some company, and I'm pretty socially beat right now, to be honest. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, man. Well, I look forward to having you on, uh, or having you on again on Thursday or future. Yeah, I'll hopefully. I'll thanks for guys. thanks for putting on all the awesome conference. Yeah, man. So so good. It was so good for for everyone involved. You know including the speakers, especially good for everybody. So, yeah. All right, guys, have a good night. Enjoy the, the conversation. Oh, thank you, too. Have a good night. All righty. And um, I've just been running around after the conference. I'm off and uh, working on a grow here. Um, can't do any filming or anything at this one, but um, I'll be able to have some footage of some stuff next week. Um, be in Oklahoma. Uh, we'll have some, some updates on what's going on out there. So that'll be cool. And again, if anyone wants to come meet me in person, we'll be at the Oklahoma, uh, com- uh, whatever the hell the that Oklahoma event is called. The Ingo more info okcannabisexpo.com. Uh, so yeah, be pretty neat. It's always fun hanging out in Oklahoma. The totally different uh, crowd of growers and. Uh, really need the knowledge so it'd be fun to go out there and, and help them out out there so um anybody else have any other big topics they want to bring up if not, i think we'll just wrap up the show i can't think of anything off the top of my head i learned 
more about bugs tonight, so I'm going to make an order. <laughs> yeah, man, if you ever mind. have a question, yeah, always, sure. uh, always let us know. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, man. Um, all right. Well, sorry for the abbreviated show tonight. I'm beat. I'm jet lagged as fuck because I've been <laughs> all over the place. So, um, yeah. So I will see you guys. Um, I'll have on the next episode. We'll have some cool stuff solidifying. I might be able to talk about uh, in the uh, faraway place. It'd be really cool. So, um, if not, uh, you guys. Uh, uh, be sure to uh, check out. I know uh, over on Regenerative Cannabis dot, uh, YouTube channel, um, we have the Dem Pure Farmers panel um, that we had from the conference. You can check that out. Uh, it's Dragonfly Earth Medicine, Kevin Godry, um, Dutch Bloom, uh, local Michigan grower. And uh, it was a really, really awesome panel, two or three hours long. I think it's two hours long. And, um, yeah, just check it out if you want to you know, get a preview of what the conference is like. I know Tara Lee has some, some video up on her, her channel, the Vancouver one. So if you're looking to check out, obviously it's it's only the three or four, maybe two or three of the, the presentations. But if you're looking to check it out, definitely go check those out. And uh, yeah, so uh, we have, oh, one other last thing. Um, Marty and I have the Aquaplant Cannabis class coming up at the end of April. Check that out. And uh, oh, the other thing I'm going to be at. So, April 13th, if you're in Denver, um, be sure to check out the Dude Grows Cup. Um, I don't know where I'm going to be at 420, but I will be in Denver for that weekend before it. Um, the, the Dude Grows Cup in Denver, uh, I believe it's held at Cultivated Synergy. Uh, there's more information on that at dudegrows.com. Uh, come out and support the homies. Um, it's always a good time, kind of a private breeders' cup. Uh, all kinds of cool people show up there, so you never know who will be there. And uh, it's a good way to come out and support the crew. And uh, I think that's about it. Um, we'll have uh, we'll be back Thursday with DVD Hemp, uh, guys I was just down visiting. And um, yeah, and then I, I'll be working on getting the schedule up for April and May. I apologize for not getting it up sooner. I just I have been running around like a Batman, and I'm finally in one place for at least a week. So <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, well, it means there's lots of work to go around. So, I'm running around because I'm busy, because I'm working. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see you guys again next week. Why don't you tell everybody how to find you there, Dylan? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Miwasson Farms or just miwassonfarms.com. I'll put that in the, com in the chat. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, as always. It was fun. Oh, yeah. I always love seeing your, how your girls doing and uh, learning from you. Okay. And uh, we also have uh, Mr. Green Jean. Why don't you tell everybody how to get find Thanks for having me. Greenjeansgarden.com. Yeah. It's great. Keep sending me lots of emails. I give long, detailed replies. I love it. Thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, you can find me at uh, Potent Ponics at Gmail, Potent Ponics on SoundCloud, iTunes, all the things. Um, just got on to, what was it, Spotify? We're on Spotify now. A lot of people are asking me to get up on Spotify. I finally got it working on Spotify. I apologize for the delay. Um, and, yeah, we'll uh, 
yeah so we'll catch you guys again next time again next week i should have some cool video content and um we'll uh, we'll catch you guys later cheers